I think a big part of podcasting, and I want to, uh, props to you guys, because you guys always have such a great energy, I think. You know, you guys always sound very energetic wow. and, well, and, and excited. You. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How you doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 37 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Woohoo! All right, number 37. I know, I know, this is the 37th episode. Yes. because yeah, I just told you that. Yeah, you just did, huh? Crazy, huh? FYI, everybody, I'm a little bit feisty today. A little bit? <laughs> you might get a little bit more attitude than normal. Attitude, oh, yeah. catitude, feistiness. I think I'm attitude. I am. I admit it. I fully admit it. Check your attitude at the door. All right. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what? A while back, you told me that you like it when I'm a little bit feistier because I bring a different kind of energy to the show. So you're welcome. I did it just for you. You know what it is, Christine? It's all these daylight podcast recordings we've been doing. Like right now, it's daylight. And um, we usually used to only record exclusively at night, like late at night. And when Christine records late at night, she's like... So basically, actually, I just was thinking about this. If you were to make me like if my podcasting personality was an animal, I would be a koala. And that's because they like their sleep. And when they're awake, they're actually kind of vicious. Don't they like rip off fingers and stuff? Like don't pet a koala bear. Don't, feed, don't feed them carrots. You no, mean, don't, they don't eat carrots. They eat eucalyptus. Whatever, maybe. <laughs> don't feed them that or carrots because, you know, everybody likes carrots. Basically saying, Christine, me, I am kind of like a koala today. I'm very tired. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's been a long week. And I'm feeling very feisty. And so you might hear that come out. Just a little bit of snark. You're welcome, Chris. Oh, I'm not welcome. You listener out there, you are welcome because <laughs> we're bringing a fantastic episode today. We definitely are. We have a really good show in store for you. But before we get into that, what was new with you this week, Chris? This week, the weather here in San Diego has really took its turn, turn it around. And now we had to turn on the air conditioning and what was it, like 95 or 100 oh, yeah. or 100 degrees out? It was really hot. And you know what's really funny is typically May is called May Gray here in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard that it's kind of gray at the coast. But since we're a little bit inland, we haven't seen that. All we've been seeing are blue skies. Yeah, and a lot of weather. By the way, I do have solar panels on my roof of my house. And they are enjoying that because I, um, I did notice that around April, I think April was my most productive uh, month of the whole entire year for solar and you would think summer but mostly april is when i had the most power i made yeah chris nerds out when it comes to things related to his solar panels oh my goodness the first year i had the system i was checking i got this app that you log into and you can <laughs> check like the data st- status of how much power you made it's like it's like looking at a bank account you keep looking at it when it keeps getting bigger and bigger but then summer comes along and you got to use the air conditioning and all that bank account all that savings you just saved it sucks it dry yeah but i'm really excited that with the warm heat that we were finally able to find a contractor to come and replace the screen door because you know that's been gone for a year and this there's this really nice breeze in the evening times here where we live and we've not had a screen door and so it's like this whole 
aspect of not getting the fresh breeze. You know, it was like relying on the windows, but we got a fantastic repairman, uh, Alpine Mobile Screen Doors here in San Diego. He was fantastic. Came in, little really nice, top-notch, pet-grade screen. And I've been enjoying that in the evenings. And then Chris, I was like, the other night, remember I was telling you, oh, it's so nice to just be sitting here in the living room and enjoying the breeze. And it's just so nice. And, um, you know, I'm glad that it has a lock on the screen because then I feel safer. What did you say to me? I said that, yeah, well, anybody with a pocket knife <laughs> can come right through that thing. It's just a screen door. I know. And I was like, oh, thanks. Now I have to worry about getting murdered. Thank you so much. Like, he's feisty like that. You know, here but I don't am. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got security cameras on all corners of the house uh, watching any bad guys that could come in. So when we do have them come in, you, you get to see them on video. Speaking of security cameras, they definitely are doing their job. They protected me the other morning from a very scary invader, a butterfly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the raccoon that it caught on camera the other night. <laughs> Did you see that thing? It was this big raccoon it caught um, yeah. in the backyard. That thing was like the size of like a dog. Yeah, it was and, huge. And it was walking along like the fence or something. Yeah, the top of the fence. The top of the fence is walking along. It was this big, massive raccoon because it had like the little raccoon eyes and the tail and the everything. The tail, yeah, you could see it. But uh, it caught a butterfly set off the camera the other morning. It was just landed on the actual screen. And then the other really scary invader that Ooh, our really security scary? Yes, that our cameras have been protecting me from have been the doves that are nesting out on the back patch. Oh my Portio. goodness. This this place is reminding me. I remember that movie Cinderella. Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't see Dr. Doolittle, but I remember Cinderella. That's funny. I'm quoting Cinderella. <laughs> but there was a scene, I think, in the beginning of the movie where she wakes up and all the doves come like flying into the the, the bedroom. Like, yeah, they help her get dressed. And then oh, the mice. Yeah, they, yeah, and the then mice, the mice. They mm-hmm. bring her clothing to her and help her get dressed. She's like, ah! And the birds are everywhere. That's like our backyard because they are just flying. I think today I heard them fly into the window. Yeah. And you know what? Yesterday, Zeke caught this uh, really unique yellow bird. Like it, it looked even different from a parrot, but it was perched on the fence and he got a picture of it. I'll have to have him show you because it was really cool. And we were both like, wow, it was like really bright yellow. That's fantastic. Um, did I ever tell you a time a bird got stuck in the house here? Um, yes, I remember. <laughs> I tried chasing it around the house. Because of a big house with really big uh, ceilings. There were like 50-foot ceilings in the biggest part. And um, so the bird gets caught and he's flying around. And he's flying around to the big skylight sections. are really, really high. I can't reach that stuff. So I'm trying to get him with a broom, swat him around, open the doors. And he finally, finally flew out. But it took him a while to get out of here. But Yeah, was- this was pre-quarantine. Yeah, well, didn't really matter. But, the, yeah, but I'm the, just saying, I wasn't at home, so I was getting these frantic texts from Chris, like, there's a bird in the house. It's pooping everywhere. I'm having to clean up from it. Yeah. <laughs> and the feathers were everywhere, too. I'm like, where are these feathers coming from? I thought like a pillow or something with feathers coming out of, but these feathers were all over the house. And I'm like, what? But it was like a, what kind of bird? Like a pigeon or a dove or something like that? Mom, that's been a dove. It was a sparrow. A sparrow? It was like tiny. A crow, maybe? An owl? I <laughs> An don't know. Eagle. <laughs> it, it was a, a bald eagle went into my house. <laughs> You're there you to get go. Out. Christine's eagle impressions. You're welcome. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but definitely those cameras do go off and they help me feel a bit more secure uh, in the evenings. They do. They are pretty sensitive, though, but I do like them. And I got that one new one for you at Christmas time that we stuck over the front door. It's supposed to have video and voice, but yes. I, I've never used the voice part. I don't, oh know how you, I don't know how you use it. Seriously, every time when I walk in, like because, you know, I leave the house sometimes in the evenings to go grab something. And whenever, if you ever look at the video clips and you see me looking up at it, turn the sound on because normally I'm talking to you. I, yeah, but I, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I never tried the, um, 
Maybe we did a test run once with it to see if it worked. But other than that, I haven't usually used it and practiced it in the normal, in the wild, as they say. Yeah, but I've done like, hey, babe, I'm home. I hope you're having a good night at work. I love you. And I'll say that into the video. And <laughs> you're not even I listening. I didn't even look at it or anything. I don't Jeez, hear Jeez, Chris. Well, maybe you can, maybe hold a picture of a sign or something. I don't know. Or do the hearts like, I love you. A sign you. that's like, oh, oh, like, so sign language and, and actual signs to be like, read me, turn on your volume and listen to the message I have for you. Sure, why not? What if it was important? Like, hey, babe, I I'm parked. Di- I'm dying. Yep, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, park. Don't park in the driveway. Well, now I know. Text is more reliable not to use the security cameras to send you messages. <laughs> well, yeah, I would think so. Maybe a phone call, perhaps. That might work, too. But texting is always good, too. As I always say, text because we can't always answer the phone. Now, can we? No, you're very right. But... Thanks for telling me a bit about your week. My week was pretty uneventful. You know, the Q life is real. It's basically the same day, but just like yesterday. Over and over again. It's basically Groundhog Day over and over again. I mean, we're over for over 50 days of sheltering in place. I did have Zeke here with me. Uh, one fun thing that we did last night is we installed LED strip lights in his bedroom. Oh, my goodness. Not like stripper lights. <laughs> well, uh, kind of. Kind of. It's like a junior high dance party in there. But it's these LED strip lights that... Oh, sorry. I'm going to just say LED lights that come on a strip and they're... You like stick it to the wall. Like a yeah. Big long, it's like a big long roll of a sticker that like sticks... It basically is. Yeah. But it, it has a remote... And it has different color settings and it has like a flashing setting, which I can't watch because I get migraines Epilepsy, from, right? well, I get migraines from like the, they call it photosensitivity. But the really cool thing about these lights is that you have a setting where they respond to sound. So you could be talking in the room and then they light up when they hear your different inflections of your voice, or you can plug in your Bluetooth speaker to the cord and then it responds to the beats of the music. What kid would not love those? Well, I guess if you're a musician, you might like that kind of stuff. You maybe, you know, you kind of get in the zone, or maybe you're like a DJ and you're just like spinning the ones and twos maybe. on your phone. I don't know. <laughs> or you could just be a kid that really likes music and you like to, you know, have a really cool bedroom. So I've seen I've seen speakers. You ever seen these Bluetooth speakers? Or Bluetooth speakers that you just hook your phone up to and when you play the music, it has these cool lights that like flash as the music's going right. kind, of, kind of a thing, different colors. It's kind of like that, but an entire string of lights. Yeah, 32 feet of them around his bedroom. So we had to debate where they would go, and I had to talk him out because he wanted to run them right across the middle of the the main wall in his bedroom. And I was just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to run it behind the TV and then around the wall and then around near the door. And so it's not a complete eyesore for when we have guests that come in and stay in the room. But it's a really cool feature. And so then I told Jacob, you know, Mason got a new comforter for his bedroom and Ezekiel got the new LED lights and it's Jacob's turn to pick out something. And so, of course, he came in and I said, well, what do you want, Jacob? And he's like, I want lights just like Zeke. So you're welcome, Chris. They're going to have them in the other bedroom, too. Fantastic. They have a party (laughs) in both rooms. I know. And they're side by side. So maybe we'll knock the wall down, make a big old party room. (laughs) It totally is fun. Like Zeke was, he had the music on and it was like pulsing. And I was like, like it felt like I was at the club. Oh, totally. Yeah, be like, Omni. I need a drink, bartender. I need a drink. (laughs) Maybe that's what we should do for date night. Just be like, clear out the beds and be like, party time, dance hall. Sure, why not? I mean, I, I bet you as a thing people are doing now being that it's quarantine and everything. <laughs> 
And speaking of being quarantined, you know what, Christine, what a lot of people are doing right now is they are picking up podcasting for the very first time. And I do believe that our very next guest we have lined up in the green room of the Chris and Christine show (laughs) happens to be one of those fellas. And we'll be talking to him right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody. And today, our very special VIP guest happens to be another podcaster. His name is Rob, and he hosts the podcast entitled Fat, Drunk, and Stupid Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rob. How you doing, buddy? Thanks. Pretty good. Awesome. Well, Rob, what part of the world are you joining us from today? I live in uh, southwest Missouri, in Joplin, Missouri. <gasps> Joplin? We were just talking about Joplin last week on our podcast. I was telling Chris that I used to drive through Joplin when I was going the long way back to college from the Kansas City Airport to Springfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I got. I, I remember one night I got lost on my way back. I took the wrong turn and I just kept going and I went through Joplin. It, it made it a very long <laughs> trek back to Springfield. That's yeah, fantastic. It's easy, to do. it's easy to do because there's not a lot, not a lot between uh, Joplin, Springfield, Kansas City. It's, you know, uh, farms and stuff like that. So it's probably easy to do. Yeah, especially when it's snowing, which was the instance for me. <laughs> True. Hey, what's the weather like right now over there? It is actually today. It is really nice. It's like eighty three today. Oh wow! It's probably uh, like that. Yeah, it's probably like that here too. And a couple of days ago, I think it was forty, and I think by Wednesday it's going to be forty five. <laughs> is that so, at night or during the day? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, the the weather changes here fairly quickly, and uh, you know, last week the there was some big storms and a couple of tornadoes and stuff, which is pretty <gasps> pretty. Uh, you know, this time of year kind of kicks off the tornado season so things can change pretty quickly but i hope the weather stays nice hopefully okay i am super fascinated with this because i've only been through one tornado warning so in your house do you have one of those like storm cellars that i saw on like twister the wizard of oz (laughs) and like what what's that actually like no i we don't have one in our house but uh, my in-laws have a their pantry is a storm safe room so we usually go over there, but there's a lot of people that have them and there's places here that sell them and ones that you can buy and you can put it in your garage or put it wherever you want. And then there are some that have the underground sellers uh, and people, people will just put stuff down there that they think they might need. And out here, you'll drive by someone's house and you'll see a, like a big pipe sticking up out of the ground and just a door <laughs> in the middle of the yard. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's usually a storm shelter, but. We don't have one, but we're lucky enough to to live close by to, to the in-laws. So we'll go over there and hunker down. Have you been through many major tornadoes? Fortunately, uh, I have not. I we moved out here in 2014, and uh, of course there was a, a really big one out here uh, a couple years before that. And uh, since we've been here, there's been a few close by, but nothing nothing too bad. But I have some friends here that were involved in the the big one. No wait, big one by what scale is like? Is it? It was F five. Uh, yeah, it was, there was an F five um, back in uh, I think it was twenty twelve is when it happened, and there were several pretty bad tornadoes I guess in, during that that tornado season. And this was uh, th- this one was pretty big, and it was pretty it was different because it uh, it actually kind of rolled on its side, 
almost like a steamroller. The tornado did? And it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like sideways rolling over the countryside versus yes. like up and down. That's crazy. I didn't know it could do that. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was May, May 2011, actually. And and so what happened was uh, there's some cool documentaries on it, too, if, if anybody's interested. But it it kind of turned it kind of turned over on its side. And it was so it was really, really it was uh, really, really wide. And it, and it went through a, a big chunk of town and wiped out a bunch of houses, the uh, hospitals, churches, all kinds of things. I mean, it was it was a big deal. And that's horrible. My my wife grew up. My wife grew up here and. She had been living in Virginia, which is where I'm from originally, is Virginia. But she came out here to visit, and uh, she said she couldn't even recognize the place. That she, I mean, she grew up here, and she got lost because everything was gone. You know, there was no landmarks or anything, you know. So that changes a lot of things, I think, for people. You know, they because, uh, you know, it's one of those things like it's a joke. Not really a joke, but people say, you know, oh, there's a tornado warning. And people run outside to try to look and see. Uh, you know, if they see it or something like that, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that my wife is actually deathly afraid of tornadoes, but we moved out here and I told her, you know, if, if we got caught by surprise, she'd have to get under the house. Well, she also (laughs) doesn't like spiders and bugs and stuff. So she doesn't want to do that either. So (laughs) does your house have a basement uh, underneath it? No, no, uh, no, but you know, we always, uh, we have a storm radio and we have a, we have a plan. It's my, myself, my wife, and we have a, a daughter who will be three in August. And, uh, so we have, a, we have a little bit of a plan, but, but we play it safe. I mean, like the other night, they said pretty much all day, Hey, there's a huge storm, you know, moving. There's going to be tornadoes. So we, uh, we went and hunkered down with, uh, with the in-laws for, for a while till it passed over. So, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to be cool with it and don't push your luck. Totally. Now, it was so crazy because I was on uh, Instagram. I have some friends that live out in the Oklahoma area, and one of them was posting about um, their safe room being delivered this week. And I thought it was like that movie where I don't even remember what the title is, but where they're like trying to hide from robbers and they get into the safe room. Oh. And then I realized. Oh, that's panic, panic room. Yes, panic room. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little bit of a dip sometimes, but I totally thought, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know they've got some money, but like, is a, really, yeah. is it a threat? Now I understand it's a, it's like a tornado shelter in your house. Uh, you just mm-hmm. taught me something new. Thank and, you and, so and much. And you lock the door so the tornado can't rob you. That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> so really, it's a double, you know, it's a, it, it's, it serves a dual purpose. And people buy those things and it's almost like a vault kind of. And people will buy them and they'll put them in their uh, garage or, or wherever just to have somewhere to, to, to go into, you know. So it's just one of those things. I mean, I think every part of the country, I mean, you guys have earthquakes out there. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, just everybody's got <laughs> Yeah. Just had one a few weeks ago. I was sitting in the living room. I was home by myself and I started to feel like queasy. I was like, what is that? And I got up and it started shaking and I fell. And I was like trying to get into the doorway. And here I'm like thinking like, this is the end of the world and I'm home by myself. And it was like <laughs> done 10 seconds later. And Chris, I texted him. I was like, OMG, OMG, there was an earthquake. And he's like, are you okay? Is the house still standing? Did anything break? And I was like, uh, I'm the only thing that fell. <laughs> We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so. I mean, I feel like it, any, go ahead. I was going to say, anywhere you live, I mean, you got stuff to deal with. I mean, uh, back home in Virginia that, you know, we dealt with hurricanes because we, we're not that far. My hometown's not that far from from the ocean. And then I remember some years back, there was an earthquake in Virginia. And <laughs> people were People were freaking out. I mean, they were just going crazy. Oh wow! Uh, so 
Yeah, a little bit of everything. So Awesome. Well, Chris has been super obsessed with your podcast episodes for the last couple that he's been listening to and has really been Good. captured by a bit of your story. But before we hop into the, your podcast itself, like, tell us a little bit more about your background. You have a wife, you have a daughter. What's your story? What's brought you here today? So, yeah, I have a wife and a daughter. She's almost three. And I also have a 13 and 14 year old uh, from a previous marriage. And, and uh, it's so that's fun. You know, there's like a contrast of older kids and, and a younger, a younger one. The older kids communicate through texts only, you know, <laughs> that's and, how they do it. Yeah. And, uh, my almost, <laughs> my almost three year old communicates with, you know, repeating daddy and, and the volume going each time until you <laughs> respond to her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was in the army back in 01 to 07. I actually, uh, Luckily for me, I signed up about two weeks before 9-11 happened. And, <laughs> and I was just trying to, uh, I was just trying to make a decision, you know, basically to go do something different and get out of my hometown. Right. And so I did a, went and did that, did a couple deployments. And, uh, after that, I was a police officer and, and then I got out of police work back in 2015 and got into IT work and, and I do some programming now. And thankfully, even with the, uh, coronavirus, I'm, I'm still employed. Thankfully, very fortunately, very, very, very happy for that. So that's awesome. So that's a pretty big transition from being a police officer to coding. And I'm super fascinated with this because I've been trying to find little online programs to teach myself how to code. Where should somebody go to get started Mm -hmm. if they're interested in coding in general? There's a lot of free free websites um, that are are out there and people have different preferences. The cool thing is it kind of depends on what you're looking to get into, uh, like Python is a good language for people to learn as a beginner. And it's also free. Uh, there's a lot of classes through, um, Coursera, I think is one site. Uh, there's Udemy. Um, there's a couple other ones. There's, uh, I think there's one actually called learn programming. I think that offers a lot of free stuff. So the, those things are pretty neat and you know, you can do a variety of stuff with them just at home if you want. Uh, and a lot of people do it as a hobby. I never actually programmed a day in my life until they offered me a programming job. And so I learned well, it. Well, they pay you for uh, it. Might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, I, and I work with some guys that, and still do that, that learn, have learned multiple languages, you know, like on their own. And which I think is pretty fascinating. But uh, it was, it was a good transition for me. I mean, with, between police work and, and the army, I had, over 15 years of doing, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. And, right. Uh, so it was good. And, and yeah, I wanted to be home more and not have to work weekends and nights and holidays like I've been doing. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a good, it, it was a good transition. It was a drastic one and it took some getting used to, but, but I'm glad I did it. Were you ever stationed out here in California when you were in the army? <clears throat> I was not. I was stationed at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, I was in the 101st Airborne Division and I, I went to Iraq twice. I went to Louisiana twice. That was uh, more exotic than Iraq in a lot of ways, actually. And uh, I never, I never did go to California for any reason. Um, Hawaii? Did hmm? you go out to Hawaii? Because there was a base no. out there. No, I didn't. I think yeah. that we have this like um, picture of what military life is, or at least I do. Like, oh, getting to go to these different places. But I know that the reality is that it can be very intense, and especially it sounds like during the time when you joined, that you had some um, probably pretty challenging experiences. Yeah, I mean, you know, I went to Iraq in two thousand three. The initial uh, shock and awe and all that, and all that stuff, whatever they call it, and 
It was interesting because it was kind of like, I remember sitting there, <laughs> I was sitting there looking around and I, and, and you had this holy crap moment, you know, and you're just like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I did this, you know? Uh, but you know, there was a lot of good things to come out of it. I mean, obviously there were some not so great challenging times where you're, you know, where you're terrified for your life occasionally. Of course. But, you know, I have some friends that, that I still talk to on a weekly basis, uh, that, uh, and we've all remained close over the years. And, and so that kind of stuff is great. And I tell you, I learned so much when I was in the army. I mean, it was, it was really good for me. Um, and those things I've been able to carry on through my life. And I don't think without the army, I'd be where I am now. I really don't. Yeah, you uh, say that about anything, though. Whether you've uh, been to prison or whether you've been in the army, <laughs> you know, you can mm-hmm. kind of say your experiences, you know, however they are, good or bad, they kind of shaped you who you are today. Definitely. Hey, so Rob, I did hear on your very first episode of your podcast that you play the guitar. I do. Yeah. Um, how long have you been playing that? Well, I started uh, when I was. Around 12 or 13, my, my grandfather played guitar and he played, <clears throat> he played a couple instruments actually. And he had a bluegrass gospel band and he would go around to like nursing homes and places and they would play music. So I kind of grew up around that and I started with the guitar a little bit and then I got into playing drums actually. Wow. And, that's and cool. Because I, I think, I don't know. I think when you're 12 or 13 year old boy, a drum, the drums seem a little more appealing, you know, cause they're loud and, uh, so, I, I did that for a couple of years and actually was in a, I was in a, <laughs> a high school garage band with two other guys and we'd go over to, I wasn't old enough to drive and my dad and I would load up the drums into the back of uh, his pickup and take them over to this guy's house and we'd play in the garage on Sundays when uh, this kid's parents were at uh, a Bible study or something like that, you know, so, and then later on. I got in back into guitar pretty heavily and, and especially after my first deployment, I out, I got back and I spent a lot of time playing it and I was really focused on, on playing it. And now I have, uh, let's see, five, five guitars. Wow. And, and I would have a lot more. My wife and I have to keep it. Is that like your hobby? <laughs> like you collect guitars? Is that what it is? I think so. I mean, I've always liked them. I love music. Uh, and you know, it's just something that, it has always been very in- interesting to me. And, but yeah, I can sit, I can go into a guitar shop and just stay in there for hours. I mean, it's wow. great. And do you have a guitar so, center, guitar, guitar center credit card? Do you have one of those? <laughs> I don't because that would be very dangerous. I <laughs> but I tell you what I like to do. I like, I like to do, I like to go find, uh, there's a term called orphan guitars where, you know, you, you find these guitars that are used and, you get it at, at, you know, you go find a, like a really good guitar and you're able to get it at a really good price. You know, uh, I think, I think to me, that's exciting. Uh, for example, I have a, uh, a while back, I found a, a Fender Stratocaster at a Goodwill in Seattle and they only wanted like 80 bucks for it. And it, it didn't have any strings on it and it, and it looks pretty beat up, but I contacted them and they said, look, we don't know if it plays because it doesn't have any strings, but <laughs> so I ended up buying it for, for 60 bucks and it was 35 to ship it. But, uh, I got it home. I took it apart, cleaned it up, put strings on it and I still play it now. I mean, it's, it's a good solid guitar. So I like, I like doing that. And I, and in that first episode with my buddy Ben, you know, we, we talked about, uh, his, his guitar when his, his guitars were passed on him from his, from his father. And 
one of one of my my favorite guitar is a guitar that was my grandfather's that was passed on to me. So he and I kind of bonded over that, you know, pretty quickly. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's 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 a you know you don't have to you don't really have to to go to the extreme with it. You know, you can you can pick it up and learn a couple chords and and and, and be on your way if you want, or you can dive dive into it a little deeper. You know, so but I mean, it's a lot of fun. And before the the stay at home order. Ben and I were, were getting together every Friday night and we were, we were playing music together, which was a lot of fun. So I missed that. I'm looking forward to, to getting back to that. That's awesome. Now, um, back to your guitar you got from Seattle. I was going to say, uh, do you happen to find a signature on the bottom of it by Kirk Cobain? <laughs> no, I, I looked it over pretty good. And, um, this was a, they weren't even sure what year it was. They sent me a, uh, picture of the serial number and it, it's a 90, 95. Uh, but, uh, it's still in good shape and, and it looks good, but I just thought it was cool that it was in Seattle because Seattle has right. such a rich music oh, history. Totally. And, uh, so I was really, really excited to get that. And I have another guitar, which is a, a Gretsch. And my wife actually bought me that guitar when I graduated from college uh, a couple of years ago. When I, I was going to get out of police work and went back to school full time. And so that was my, my gift from her, uh, which was, I was really, really happy. Number one, to finish school. And I want to say, by the way, it took me 10 years, but I did finish school. I got a college degree. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Never quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you stay at it. You know, well, you want, you want ahead of me because I don't have a college degree. So, <laughs> well, you know, I start, I, I took some college classes after I got out of the army in oh, in oh eight. And, uh, finally in 28, 2018, in May of 2018, I graduated. But yeah. So, so that one's really special to me. And, and they're just fun. You know, it's fun to do. My, my daughter, uh, who's, who's two, uh, I have a smaller, cheaper guitar. I'll let her, you know, she'll, she'll say, daddy, let's play guitar. And so she'll sit on the floor <laughs> and I'll get mine out, you know, and we'll play and stuff How like that. How cute is that? That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, I think everybody needs, needs a hobby, some, you know, or something. Uh, and the, and I also got a drum kit again a couple months ago, a buddy of mine had one that his brother didn't want anymore. So that drum kit's over at, at Ben's house, which I haven't been over there since we've been on lockdown. So I haven't played drums in a while. Oh, but, yeah. That's uh, awesome. But, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Well, I um, about a year and a half ago, I bought myself an acoustic guitar and I bought it Where from... Where is that thing, by the way? <laughs> Let me tell my story. <laughs> Hush now. <laughs> so I bought this acoustic guitar and um, I found it online back. Um, I was visiting my parents and I was like, I'm going to buy myself guitar. And I ended up getting it from my, it ended up being my son's teacher that I didn't even know. It was just like this random listed Facebook marketplace acoustic guitar. And uh, <laughs> I was bringing it home on the airplane with me and I was doing my makeup and, and as I was sitting on the airplane and then I pulled down the guitar and the guy in front of me, he's like, oh, do you play? And I was like, I'm just going to make up a story in my head. I was like, oh, totally, I do. And he was like, oh, well, is it anything that I might have heard of? And I was like, um, well, I don't think so because my album doesn't drop until tomorrow on iTunes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? And he's like, what is your name? And I was like, my name or my stage name? Because my agent makes me use a stage name. And he's like, um, well, what's your stage name? So I can look it up when your album uh, is released tomorrow. And I said, um, my name is Chantilly Danielle. 
<laughs> totally not my name. And um, I said, That's a good name, though. I know, That's right? A good name. Totally. And so I was like, actually, I'm coming down to San Diego for my album release party tonight. And so I'm just trying to get ready for it. And I made up this whole story. So um, lo and behold, <laughs> I don't have the guitar anymore. I never did learn how to play it. Chris le- taught me a couple tunes. But we did take that name. And I named my car Chantilly because it was such a great story. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Every guitar has a fun story and a fun piece of your history. And so um, we're, I'm really excited to hear that that brings it, it you does. so much I mean, joy. It, yeah, it does. And, and like the the acoustic guitar that I have, that was my grandfather's. I mean, it's an '83, and uh, that's one that I grew up listening to him play. And, and now that's the one that I have. And, and and so I think you know the guitars carry like like you know it's like a like a car or, you know, like an antique furniture piece of furniture or something. It carries a lot of character and, uh, it's cool. It, it's neat. And I, I don't, I don't really have any, I don't really aspire to do it professionally because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just something fun to do, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's always nice to have interests. And speaking of interests, we know that you have another one, which is why we asked you to come on to our show today is to talk to us about the Fat, Drunk, and Stupid podcast. And that's a super interesting name. So what is the story behind the title? <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking about what to name it. My first, my go-to was Cheaper Than Therapy, but that was already taken. It was? Um, oh, no. <laughs> I was, yeah, or Talking to Myself. That was another one that I considered. Was that taken too? Uh, because my, that was taken too, unfortunately. Oh, man. And uh, I thought about the Rob the Rob cast that was also <laughs> taken, but what um, I man. started thinking. It, I, I know, man, all, all the good ideas are already gone. But I, I started thinking about kind of the what I wanted to because I feel like the name should should kind of go along with the with the podcast itself. So, fat, drunk, and stupid, of course, is a quote from Animal House, right? Yeah, and and so I just started thinking. I was like, man, you know, I should I should just do that. So. When I went to to register the title, or it searches to see if there's other ones, the only other one was uh, some poor lady has fat, drunk, and pregnant. So, <laughs> my <laughs> hats off to her. I hope she's doing okay. Um, but but really, it's just a uh, you know, it, to me, I, I wanted it to be kind of a like a like a meaning of like contentment, you know, like fat, drunk, and happy, or you know, fat, drunk, and stupid, and just have. And, and just and just kind of go with it. And I thought it would be unique. I, but I was also worried that people would be turned off by the name, you know. Right, um, right. So that's always a concern. Uh, but so far, you know, it, it's been okay. So we'll see. Um, so what made you want to do the podcast? Like what was your inspiration in the first place? It was because you just, you're just bored you want to do one? Well, I've always been a fan of podcasts. And really the first podcast I listened to was Kevin Smith's uh, Batman podcast okay and and this was that uh, probably yeah yeah Man on batman when he first started it i started listening to that and um I've, so i kind of then i kind of went from there you know listen to kevin smith and um mark Marin and uh dan carlin hardcore history i'm a big fan of that and just and i just like how there's just different interests you know and it's really cool and so i i, I talked about wanting to do a podcast for a while and eventually my wife was like, look, just do it. Okay. I, just do it. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll do it. And as wives do, you know, they give you that little extra push. And, uh, so I just started researching what I needed and you really don't need that much, you know, surprisingly. Uh, but I, you know, obviously I, I got a microphone. I already had 
some pretty good headphones because I use them to play music and things like that. Of course. And uh, just started doing it. And my first episode was with uh, my buddy, Ben, and, and that was kind of very impromptu. But I was so I was really excited to do it. And I was like, man, you know, really want to do it. And I asked him if he'd be interested. And he said, absolutely. So we did that. And then I did. So I did a couple episodes last year. And then uh, there was a break. You know, I took a break over the holidays. Didn't really worry about doing anything with it. And then about a month ago, I decided to um, relaunch it, you know, get back into it. And thankfully, I created a Twitter account and I discovered all these awesome podcasts like the one I'm on right now. And hey, I'll, you know, thank and, you. Thank you. We appreciate and, that. Absolutely. And several others, man. And I had no idea, you know, I'm like, man, it's like a whole, like a network of independent podcasts. And it's so it cool is. because everybody, you know, we don't have the uh, purchasing power or the big names to really like, <clears throat> like the, you know, the big companies have when they do a uh, podcast, they like they'll launch like that. You probably have heard of like the Ron Burgundy podcast. That's like everywhere. It's probably, probably spend thousands and thousands of dollars to promote that thing. We just have each other on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have Twitter. That's, right. and, that's all we got. Yeah. And, and I was, and I was surprised because, uh, think, and I got into it and just started, you know, discovering all these great podcasts and, and I have a huge list of podcasts now that I've listened to. And, uh, it's really cool because it's, it, you know, it's everyday people, uh, with, and, and I think everybody can kind of relate to each other because everybody has kids and other things going on, you know, and, uh, it, it's been good networking with everybody and, and kind of interacting with everybody on Twitter has been a lot of fun. Have you been releasing, um, episodes regularly? Or are you kind of like, uh, I mean, what's your, what's your release schedule like? Well, I, I've been shooting for one a week. Um, I, I have done, uh, I've done two, I think I had two a week the other week, but really what I wanted to do w- was get into some sort of not really a set schedule, but at least shoot for, for one a week is, is what I like to do. Um, and a lot of that depends on, obviously I've had some guests, I was able to get some guests and mm-hmm. so it really depends on their, avail- their availability. And, you know, I try to gauge it as far as well, you know, what days I should release. And that's really I think that's really kind of the a challenge to it. Actually doing the podcast is fun and fairly easy, but I think deciding, okay, you know, because if you say I'm going to do two a week, well, you may not always be able to do two a week because, right. you know, kid, kids and life and whatever, or you may not just feel like it, you know, I mean, some, right. some sometimes you may not be feeling it because I think, I think a big part of podcasting and I want to, uh, props to you guys because you guys always have such great energy. I think, you know, you guys always sound very energetic. Wow. And, Oh, and, and excited. Well, no, it's cool because what we do before we start the podcast, we start punching each other, and, and then we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, usually I shotgun about five beers, and then I try to podcast. But uh, no, you know. But I, I think it, you know when you listen to somebody and and they're excited about what they're talking about, it makes you want to listen to them. I think you know because because you know that you can kind of hear that energy and stuff like that, and so I think it's important, you know. Not not to force an episode because you're like, well, I got to do another episode this week, so I'm gonna drag myself over here and record it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I try to just go with it, and you know, when I have a guest, when they're available, uh, do the episode with them, edit it, and get it all together, and then uh, and then get it released. That's awesome. So, Rob, who do you think is, or maybe you know this, like your type of targeted listener, who do you tend to attract with your type of a podcast? That's a good question because I was looking at the the platform I use has a, a breakdown of listeners by gender. And I'm actually 55% female. 
and forty five percent male, which uh, that's pretty even, though you know. For the most that part. is pretty even, but but I and I was surprised because if you you know when you see the and by the way, uh, shout out to my guy Rain for my really nice new logo. That thing is really sweet. I, don't I know saw that, but yeah, we love it. Yeah, so very highly legitimate. I mean, that thing is that thing is nice, but. You know, obviously, I think people would assume that it's a very male-focused kind of thing, you know, but I like to have a variety, like with the guests. I mean, I've had Amanda Webster, who's the, you know, uh, mind and body specialist, and she talked about, uh, you know, mental health and, and fitness and things like that. And then, you know, then I had uh, Michael Odin on about his independent comic book, you know, and mm-hmm. so I, I, I think for me, just... You know, I, I think a lot of it would depend on maybe by episode. And if, if, if I have a guest on or if I'm talking about something that people may want to hear about, then, you know, hopefully they'll be interested in listening. Uh, so I kind of leave it, kind of leave it open, honestly. And I, I think as I go forward and you guys could probably agree with this. I mean, you, it's a learning process for sure. And you kind of oh, definitely, definitely, you kind of tweak it along. And one thing I read the other day, there was something on Twitter about advice for, uh, podcasters and, I don't remember who posted this, but someone said, you know, don't be, don't try to appease everybody. Just do what you're good at doing or or what you feel good about doing. And one thing that I think I, I enjoy doing is, is talking with guests and I, and I let them talk, you know, and because when I listen to podcasts, I want to, if it's a guest that I'm interested in, I want to hear the guests talk, you know, it makes sense. And so it's just kind of a, a little bit of a variety. And it's funny because this past week, my newest episode, uh, I was, I was just me and I was, <laughs> I was, I was actually kind of, I was actually kind of nervous beforehand because right. I thought, man, you know, because I'm like, man, I don't know when you have a guest, it's a little easier, I think, because you can ask a couple questions. Well, that's they, why I uh, invited Christine to do it the whole time. In the first place. <laughs> yeah. He was going to do it by, he was going to do it by himself. And then he was like, well, you know, I really, it would be better for me to have banter back and forth because he's a pretty funny guy. And oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you know, making jokes for yourself without anybody else to laugh at them can sometimes be a right. little difficult. And so he's like, hey, Christine, can you do this with me? And I was like, uh, okay, honey. Yes, for sure. Thank you, by the way, babe. Hey, and by the way, hey, Rob, uh, you, uh, our logo we made, Christine made herself <laughs> on her phone. <laughs> Bitmojis. It was like mm-hmm. uh, texting Bitmojis. So after nice. the show, after the show, you're going to have to message us your guy's name because we're at the point where it's about time to get a little professional. Which one we got? I like the one we got. We? <laughs> you know? Well, maybe, maybe down the road. Well, you know, we'll consider it. So slip us a yeah, name. The, the, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the one I had was just one that I had made. I mean, obviously, it was just a picture of a mug of beer with fat, drunk, and stupid typed over it. So Right. But the new logo was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, when I did this, the most recent episode, I was going to talk about a couple different things. And I was going to talk about the Joker movie because I had just watched it. And I was talking to my wife and she said, well, you, you should probably make some notes because, uh, you know, you don't want to just ramble endlessly. <laughs> so there again, you know, wives are always there to pick us up or knock us down, whatever we need. You and we'll know. knock you down, I think, sometimes. Oh, Chris. Oh, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I would say when you get too low, they lift you up. When you get too high, they knock you back down. And <laughs> we just keep you even. Yes, right in the middle. <laughs> and I'll tell you, but the, that was a good learning experience for me because there was one night where I was going to record it. And I decided, no, instead, I'm going to I'm gonna run back through the movie and make some notes. And so I ended up making it. I had like three pages of notes. And I actually did like I actually did an outline 
because I had a few other things to throw in. Trolls World Tour, I was going to throw that in there because we'd watched that about 46 times. <laughs> and and it, it really it went it, it went a lot better with the notes, especially by yourself. And I was like, man, this is kind of difficult if you, you know, by yourself to, you know, especially if you're just t- talking about, you know, something different like a history podcast. I think, you know, like Dan Carlin, you know, he does a good job. It's just him. But he also does like months and months and months of research. Oh, wow. Who's got time uh, for that? So, Not me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know. But the good thing is, you know, I definitely want to stick with having guests. Um, probably not every episode, but definitely try to have at least one or two guests a month. And I actually have uh, this week, I have three three guests booked. So I'll be recording wow. three episodes this week uh, for for interviews on various people, various backgrounds. And one of my good army buddies is going to do a couple episodes where we talk about a couple movies that we've seen recently. Uh, so I think that should be exciting. We always have some interesting uh, banner back and forth. So I, I think I'm pretty excited for, for all that. That's so exciting. So where can people find you in, if they wanted to listen to your podcast and where can they follow you on social media? Sure. So we're on Twitter uh, at FDS Podcast 7. And also we're on uh, Anchor is the, the homepage for the for the podcast, Fat, Drunk, and Stupid. But you can get it wherever you get your your podcast. It's on, it should be on all the platforms. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have you on the show today and to learn more about you. And like I said, Chris is, as soon as he found your podcast, he loves listening like you do, like you do to podcasts. And he's like, I really like the vibe of this guy, Christine. I really want to have him on the show. So we appreciate you taking time out of a very busy schedule to join us today. And so friends, you can find Rob at Fat, Drunk and Stupid Podcast, FDS Podcast. Yeah, FDS Podcast 7 on Twitter and uh, definitely subscribe to his podcast. And that first episode, you'll get to hear that amazing guitar riff and a little bit more of his I love story. that, by the way, dude. I love that. <laughs> but thanks again so <laughs> much, Rob, for being on the show with us today. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's great to talk to you. And I really enjoy your guys' show. So uh, you guys are very inspiring. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you. Hey, guys. What's up? This is the J-Boy Show. I'm Ezekiel. And I'm Jacob. And I'm Mason. And don't forget to listen to our new odd podcast on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. We and talk about sports, motors, engines, and all kinds of stuff. And Even YouTubers. Stuff and YouTubers. So don't forget to subscribe and listen in every Sunday. Alright, and keep moving forward. 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 Well, I really, really enjoyed that interview, Christine. That was really cool. Yeah, that was really fun. And I I like how we refer to him in-house as Twitter Rob since we were like, it was like our Match.com moment Twitter edition. That's how we met him, by the way, was on Twitter. I put out a tweet saying if anybody wanted to collaborate with us, hit us up. And he hit us up. Yeah, he was one of the nice ones that did. I mean, there were some other slightly inappropriate DMs. And I was like, why are you messaging my man? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, shh, quiet. And Becky, I'm sorry. She didn't mean it. <laughs> Hey, hey, don't be inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, uh, but Rob was really, really cool. I really enjoyed having him on the show. Yeah. And I love listening to his episode. I really did love when he was talking about his guitars. And funny enough, um, I did hear about that special type of guitar that he was just talking about, that orphan guitar. One of my friends was just posting about it. I, I'm trying to remember. 
Oh, was talk- it for, was it for sale or something? Uh, no, it was like a puzzle that she did, and it had like different pictures of that same exact type of guitar. A picture, a puzzle of a picture of a guitar of like seven guitars of that brand, oh, and they were like okay. different styles. But it was like a really cool puzzle, and you know, I didn't really realize that that was like a big deal of a guitar until I just heard Rob in the interview, and now I have context that it was like because I was like, "What is my friend doing a puzzle of these like guitars?" Well, now I get it. Well, guitars are pretty cool anyways, no matter who they're made by. I think guitars are always cool. I have a fascination with guitars. I love guitars, although I can't really play the guitar. Um, but I do love people who do. And, and Rob can play the guitar. And I give him mad props that he can play the guitar. Okay, well, you say that you can't play, play the guitar. But I, I would say that one of my favorite memories from when we first started dating was when I did have my guitar at my apartment. And you and Jacob and Mason came over. It was before we were going to a barbecue. And no, it actually was just a date night. And you pulled the guitar out and you just started making up these silly songs for me. Of course I did. And I said, you do it. It was, it, that's still to this day is one of my favorite memories. Cause you were like talking about, like, you were just making up these, Christine, you are so beautiful. And of course, it's like off singing. key. And it was no, so it cute. It was perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about? Musician Chris is in the house. But it was so adorable. And so you're right. I think that people, whether you play guitar or not, it's or like fake it till you make it. That's yeah, all I was basically that when you pick it up, it's just <laughs> super fun. And yeah, so I definitely. I would love to have Rob back on the show and have him riff for us just a little bit. You know, I just thought of something, Christine. I have, I just thought of a side podcasting project that I want to know if Rob would be interested in helping us out with. Ooh. And, and I just thought like of with it, guitars. Um, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll have to figure that we'll work out the details, but, uh, I'll have to hit him up and see if, uh, he's interested in maybe doing a collaboration. Sounds fun. Podcast collaborations are always super fun. And speaking of that, um, not in terms of collaborations, but consultations. I uh, I was sharing with you this morning, um, but I wanted to share with our listeners that we are starting to get some people reaching out to us asking that are beginning podcasting, asking for advice. And we have our first official podcast consultation coming up this week. That's right. We are official consultants yeah. in the podcasting world now. Right? Isn't like, that crazy? Like, what do we know? We're only in, what, 37 <laughs> episodes, you know? Well, um, you know, we. I think we underscore the fact that we do a lot of research and put a lot of time and effort and energy into our show. It's not just something that we plug and play every week, but we do a lot of um, trying to improve ourselves. And we're really hard on ourselves to always be getting better. And it's really exciting that other people are connecting us through the USC community uh, where I go to school. One of my classmates knows and has listened to our podcast and knows somebody that was starting out, connected us, and we officially have our first consultation coming up this week. That is fantastic. I know. It's so exciting. I was kind of nervous because I don't really know like, like how to be a, a teacher of this stuff, really. You know, I try to show people what to do, but... Uh, you know, I mean, I just show people what we've done and say there's there's about a million ways to make a podcast, just like it is with anything. It, it, I was trying to talk about this to somebody yesterday. It's like golf clubs. Mm-hmm. You can buy a $50 pair of golf clubs or you can buy a $10,000 pair of golf clubs. They still hit balls. Right. You know, they'll- but it's all about the instruction to guide you along the way. And I think that. One of the things I've been learning, like from with our kids all being in this distance learning, is that teaching through a digital channel, like through Zoom, is different than teaching face to face. There's a lot of modeling and showing and giving people the tools to then learn on their own. And so I think one of the things I'm excited about is that as we go into this consultation, we're not just going to be like, 
shooting the breeze, but we're doing some prep work, putting together some Google Slides, and we're going to screen share. Fancy pants. I know. Google, Google Slides. I know. We're fancy. Well, I think <laughs> I think also we're going to have to uh, do the file sharing. Or the, not file sharing. What's it called? The screen sharing yeah. on, on Zoom. It's going to be a Zoom meeting um, call, and we're going to do the fi- uh, screen sharing so I can share my computer screen and show her um, the person uh, that we're doing this with. Right. Uh, show them the screen so I can show them what we're, what we're looking at and how I kind of edit and do some splicing and dicing. It's I know not- you're so cool, Mr. Audio Engineer. I'm gonna. So we're getting ready to get new business cards for the Chris and Christine show because now we officially have a website, uh, a domain. And I what had, is that website, Christine? It's www.chrisandchristineshow.com. And that's Chris and Christine with K. So K-R-I-S-A-N-D-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com. And we show.com. Will, <laughs> yes. And we will put that link in the show notes. Right. But uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is since we have our new domain name and we wanted to amp up our business cards that I would really love it, Chris, if we could get you personalized what? business cards that say like my name in the bottom kind of thing. But it's like um Chris of the Chris and Christine show and then have maybe it's like co-host and audio engineer and like come up with oh, your titles yeah. because like I think that's production sometimes, design. Right. But I think sometimes <sighs> that you underscore the amount of work that you do here and oh, really thank you. Thank really you. if you look at what you're doing, it's audio engineering. Somebody uh, the the gal that I was even setting up the consultation with was like, yeah, you know, it's it's really complex when you get into Oh, it can be. I, I can and, be. It can be, yeah. I mean, we spend sometimes hours on the post-production work on interviews to help it really flow so it pops and so that it's easy to listen to and cutting out little things like the ums and things like that. So you do that and you've even taught me. So I have full confidence in you that you're going to be able to share the editing skills that you've developed with somebody else and teach them. But I'm also going to keep it very simple. That's the way I learned to keep it very, very simple at first. Don't get super crazy deep dive. You can get in this with like a surgical knife. You've seen yourself, Christine. You can get super detailed to the... breath and just cut that right. out you can totally get in there and surgically remove everything make everything higher lower and it's also some crazy features that i would not mess with right now and that right. would be the voice changing features where you can really really change the voice to like make it sound really deep or really high or however you want to do it and i wouldn't even Wait, mess with that how, do, how was the high voice again <laughs> but I wouldn't even mess with that stuff. I try to keep it as natural as possible. That's my tip of the day. Chris's tip of the day. You're welcome. You're all welcome. <laughs> well, I am just, I just am standing back here and reflecting on our 37 episodes plus the couple of bonus episodes that we have and just remarking on really how far we've come. We've been at this for 10, almost 10 months now. We're at the end of this month. It'll be the finish of 10 months. And I, you know, we like we talked about before, we started this as just a little side project. Um, it's helped us push through some bumps in the road with our relationship. Not that it was unhealthy, huh. but huh. it's really? helping us with communication. Um, it's helping us to... Well, okay. So I've got to tell you, Chris, in my work, when we learn about like building teams, there's like these stages of teamwork and they ca- talk about like it, the stages are like, norming, storming, transforming and performing and And anything anything on the eating i guess (laughs) well the norming is like just establishing like how we're going to interact together i think that was like the first episode and then the storming is like when people have different ideas of how to approach a project and i think sometimes we get into that creatively but then like in the transforming like where we're starting to be able to do really new things and innovate and bring in guests 
I all that to say, I'm just really proud of the progress that we've made as a couple and as a podcast. And I'm, and I'm so excited for like what the future is going to bring. Oh, why, that's wonderful. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> that, that made me bring a tear to my eye. Oh, don't be a dork. And a crack to my heart. And a, and a, and a, a crack to, my, to your heart? A tear to my soul. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And now it's time for we bring it back to you with our shout out central. Yes. And Thank you again for our continuous support from our listeners from afar and abroad. And this week, of course, we have the wonderful United States. And also joining us again this week are Ireland, Canada, and Spain. Thank you guys for listening. Thank every one of your countries for listening. We really appreciate it. And now bringing it back to America here, we have to throw out a couple cities here. Thank you for listening in Avon, Colorado. New listener. Thank you. And also another shout out to Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you for listening. Yes. We appreciate that. And also bringing it back to California. Thank you, whoever is listening to us in Fontana, California. Thank you for listening. For some reason, every time somebody says the word Fontana, it makes me think of Fanta Soda. I don't know why, like Fontana and Fanta. That's where where it was made. Do you know that? It was made in Fontana, but they spilled the name wrong on the bottle. (laughs) So they just said, well, we already shipped 10,000 of these. So (laughs) stick with it. Stick with it. Keep it rolling. Well, thanks for our new listener in Fontana. We appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right. Forget about the ones who don't and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week... Keep moving forward.